Podcasters, welcome back to the show. Episode 38 of Heavy Metal Over a Six Pack. Welcome. Thank you for joining us on whatever platform that you went and found us on. We uh, greatly appreciate it. Uh, Fun-filled episode. Well, you are light a host today. It's just uh, myself and Anthony today. Uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. J is out on uh, personal leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently he fell off like a cliff and got run over by like three buses. I and, guess so. And then got like uh, mutilated by a uh, giant ninja monkey. He is the definition of a couch potato at the moment. He cannot get out of said couch. So that's the uh, that's the coolest explanation I can come up with for his absence. But don't worry, we will uh, keep you entertained. We have a uh, featured artist today. We are going to be uh, featuring uh, Cutthroat Conspiracy out of Fort Worth, Texas. They got some pretty killer shit, man. And uh, we're gonna uh, we're gonna play some of that. We will talk to them a little bit later. As always, we can be found on all of those fabulous platforms that you can uh, you know. Find, find podcasts on uh, the Spotify's and the iTunes and uh, host site Podomatic.com. Uh, check out our main webpage, our personal webpage, HMOA number 6PACK dot Podomatic dot net. That will be the premier location to find any of our um, content links, uh, our featured artists. It is still up in. Um, Excuse me. It is still under a whole bunch of uh, construction, so I mean, uh, be patient on that on that end. But I mean, the st- the stuff's gonna be like funneling in uh, fast and furious. But like, go there, check it out often. Fondling in, funneling. Oh, at least the fondling. Did in. I say fo- fondle? I, I, I mean, meant funnel. Okay. I, meant I, funnel. I thought so, but I don't know if it's like a new era thing that they do now. I don't know. No, we don't. We don't. We don't. We don't fondle shit in. So um, we're actually going to start with a with a uh, track from our fe- for today's featured artist, the uh, Cutthroat Conspiracy. We played this track a couple of episodes ago. Um, it's their newest single that they just released. It is the Summit. Uh, we're going to play it again for you here and check out our Facebook page because we're going to um, we link the official video to it and we'll probably try to figure out how to get it on the Instagram as well, or just go to Cutthroat Conspiracy shit and uh, go like their stuff. But this is the Summit. Enjoy.
heavy metal headlines. I can't take anything seriously with the song playing in the background. <laughs> it's so it's a great. song though. from the heart. It's so great. So great. From the Heart by Psycho Stick. Thank you for entertaining us in the background that nobody else can hear you. Um, news? Yeah. All right. If you're ready, why don't you start? I have a... I got three little ones for us today. Um, we're going to stick to my genre of the uh, percussionist. Um, I'll do the big one. Well, bigger one last, I guess. But... uh. So, we were all aware of the band Rush. Yes. And the drummer of said band Rush, being the um, late great Neopart. Yep. He has officially tired from, sorry, retired from uh, drumming altogether. Um, I know um, Getty Lee says obviously they've um, they had a tour in 2015, but ever since that they've pretty much been basically done. Um, and there's literally no chance of the band touring again. They haven't toured for a while. Like, when's the 2015 last time? was their, okay, was yeah, their yeah, last yeah, one. Yeah, 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 so. But, um, I guess Neil is, is actually done with, um, drumming in general. Like, he just wants to live the rest of his life with his family, XYZ. Um, I mean, being, like, the most renowned drummer of all time, the most, you know what I mean, iconic, if you must. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, it's sad, for, for one thing. Um, it did say that, uh, this is actually from an interview with Geddy Lee himself. Um, he said, uh, his, uh, the guitarist, Alex, lives very close to him, and evidently he drinks everything from his wine cellar. But um, there, there is more music to come from him and Alex. So... Um, you'll probably see more um, solo stuff, maybe, or even if they do like a little side project. Um, uh, kind of a side part to this, um, Gaty Lee has also released his big, beautiful book of bass. So, I'm okay. sorry if it's a book about bass. It can't be that big. Well, it's it's Gaty Lee, so it's like a big E. <laughs> a big E. That's it. Followed by a little E. Little E's. Little E with a lowercase B. Just kidding, bass players. I love you. But uh, yeah, I used to be one. Little, uh, little sad news from the uh, Canadian trio. And to piggyback on this um, drum news, uh, a little more recent in the era of music, um, the big, mighty, regurgitating album group of Five Finger Death Punch. Mm-hmm. Uh, their drummer, Jeremy Spencer has announced his departure from the band. Um, it's evidently due to his ongoing back problems. Yeah, Health-related. Uh, uh, health yeah, his, uh, his actual quote, um, so this, uh, this decision has been weighing on me for months, and now the time has finally come. I started playing when I was six years old, and I feel fortunate that my body has been provided me with the several decades of doing what I love the most, drumming. However, the rigorous physical wear and tear has gotten me to the point I feel I can no longer deliver a performance that brings me satisfaction and joy. I feel the band deserves to get someone with the fire and energy capable of delivering the performance that the fans deserve. Like you, I will be cheering them on to continue making great music as they tour the world and bring exciting shows to all our cherished fans. So, 
this uh, he actually I, I didn't realize that he actually sat out the last tour. Yeah, like, well, the, the, one, the one that I saw was. I was gonna say. Yeah, I, was, I didn't realize that either. I was gonna ask you, uh, like, did, did anybody even notice? <laughs> well, there was no guy in a friggin' uh, skeleton costume. I was trying to look up real quick how old this bro, this dude is. Um, definitely not that one. He was not born in 1948. I refuse to believe that. <laughs> That's pretty impressive. <laughs> 70, 70, 70 years old? So, fire so I, <clears throat> I understand if he had health issues. I mean, especially if he, like, he sat out, like, a recent tour, like, kind mm-hmm. of a thing. Like, I, I mean, that's... he that, had back surgery during that. Right. Your back's not something to play with, though. That's... I can no, get it's scary. Not, it's not, but I mean, um... I don't know. I actually wonder if there's still like inner turmoil with like five finger death punch. The information that's portrayed from them sometimes, I I don't know. So like, it's like one of those things. Like, well, you know what? My back's kind of fucked up anyway. So why don't I just excuse myself and just tell the them that the drummer died? You you yeah, just tell the drummer died. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So all these stories of it. Every so often, like I like to, I like to thumb through the comments. Have, have you noticed a universal hatred for Five Finger Death Punch right oh, now? That's huge. Like it's the, huge. the Nickelback of heavy metal. It's true. Like, yeah. like I, I've been hearing a lot. I mean, my only thing against them is they just keep fucking producing. It's, that's why I it's said like, in the beginning the regurgitating like, albums of like these effers are like fucking like rabbits. Mm-hmm. Like just as bunnies everywhere. Mm-hmm. My grandmother-in-law, she's got bunnies everywhere. I can go see bunnies there. I don't need five-finger death punches. Betty's bunny farm, right in Lemons. Wait, what? What? It's a bunny farm. In yeah, Betty's bunny farm. I don't know if it's still there. It's been there for a while. I feel like I would know about this. Maybe, maybe not. Because I love bunnies. I'm you're, allergic to them. Your coops? And they're hay. You only gonna your coops. But digress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, my, my last little bit of news, it actually has nothing to do with music at all. I like it. So, I am a fan of Popeyes. Yes. Now, this holiday season takes a toll on all of us, whether you're flying, driving, whole nine yards. So, Popeyes has made an emotional support chicken to make the <laughs> holiday travel better. And the boxes are hilarious. <laughs> So, it, it is a little little hand. It's a little box. It's like looks like a little chicken. Well, I will post a link for it so you can actually see the picture of it. And in big letters on the side, it says "emotional support chicken." So it, I'll just kind of read uh, verbatim here a little bit. Uh, traveling is stressful in general, but traveling during the holidays is an entirely different level of stress. Between the massive crowds, long lines, yada yada, uh, Popeyes clearly understands your uh, your woes. The chain just launched the emotional support chicken to provide a good-hearted laugh most needed to get through stressful holiday air travel. So uh, the travel is going through the Philadelphia airport. We'll have the chance to get the very own ESC, as we should call it. Uh, so it will it's a little carrier that you can bring your fried chicken on board the flights. What a time to be alive. <laughs> so I think the carrier is kind of the, the, the big thing on it. And the fact that it's called an emotional support chicken. Emotional support. This chicken provides comfort and nourishment during stressful air travel. 
Unlike other chicken, it is marinated for Louisiana spices for 12 hours. It must be permitted to fly without restriction. <laughs> Do not leave unattended as Popeyes is not responsible for the loss of stolen chicken. <laughs> this is why I like them. For all of this reason here. What's actually funny is uh, the first thing that I could find that I could find was uh, PETA condemns Popeyes emotional support chicken. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> And they have a counter would box. You, then they have like a little post that says, would you buy an emotional support chicken? Yes or no, that's so dumb. I hate to take away from this, but the, I think the PETA box is actually as funny as the actual box. It, it says, this this chicken needs emotional support. She had no comfort or nourishment during her incredibly stressful life, like all Popeye's chickens. She was abused and killed and constantly restricted, never able to roam or fly. Popeye's is responsible for the slaughter of millions of chickens per year. PETA. <coughs> wow. Oh, wow, yep. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Put a downer on like something kind yeah, of fun. Yeah, ruin that one. Whatever. Thanks, guys. Jesus. That's kind of exciting. Yeah. They're building a Popeye's local to us, you know. They are in limits there. Building right up. Mm-hmm. You cannot park there if you're a Market Basket customer. I'll park you the fuck I want. Well. Time to live my life. I like how they're going to govern that. With, which, which, it's actually weird. I've always noticed like it should, that sh- that this particular lot that we're, we're speaking of. Uh, shares a lot with the movie theater and, and like the market basket one. It's is like the always, most crowded fucking. It's like place always in the filled world. to the brim, and it's it's almost like dangerous. Yeah. Like if you drive in there with a vehicle, like I I I, I have a two fifty. I can't go in there. I have a Subaru. I can't go in there. What are you talking about? But the um, the parking lot like right next door with the movie theater is always like like empty, and mm-hmm. I've always wondered how they pulled that off. Well, they only have like four theaters and like nine million parking spots. I always thought it was like that psychological thing where people could not be on the other side of the island of the store that they were trying to attend. Otherwise, they were not like they just couldn't do it. Like, you want me to walk over this island? Which, in all in all reality, if you actually park on the one that's like on the far left of the movie theater, you're closer than anywhere else (laughs) in that parking lot. Pretty much. so I don't think I don't think that's gonna be open in time for us to get like emotional support chickens for the uh, for the holiday season. I don't believe think, think believe think so. Anyways, that's freaking fantastic though. I thought it's pretty good. The little things in life, you know. I love fried chicken. Mm-hmm. Might be my favorite chicken. Probably. Other than for, the, for types. Other of, than my my actual. I mean, chicken can only be cooked so many ways due to that whole salmonella. Bologna that everyone well, you can in. broil it, you can bake it, you can soup it, you can, you can soup it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Except for uh, my personal chicken, whose name is August. August Burns. Yes. Breaded. Yes. August Burns. I never even thought of that. That'd be awesome. Oh my god. Well, I always call her August, but she yells at people. The chicken yells at people. It does. You go up to that chicken. It's like. Bork, bork, bork. I thought it was more like ah, ah. That's weird, right? It's it's like eternally pissed. Okay. Okay. So fun story came out on December thirteenth. I actually stole this (laughs) off at waafradio.com. I'll link their their uh, new site wherever they stole it from. That will be linked there. Uh, Dave Grohl. Documentary about Dave Grohl is in the works. I'm told it's going to be in theaters. Does Dave Grohl have any part of this? Uh, Foo Fighters maybe on another well-deserved break, but frontman Dave Grohl's keeping himself busy with another film endeavor before he okay. created documentary Sound City, and then he Which put together the HBO docu-series Sonic Highways, all before directing his band's music video for Rope and Run. This time, he'll be acting as the main subject in a document- documentary about his life. Hmm. Which, 
Could be interesting. You know what? He, I would say he's probably got a lot. He's got. A, he probably has a pretty goddamn entertaining life. Oh, sure. Like I, I can't imagine that he doesn't have an entertaining life. I mean, just between I mean, he keeps busy. Like he always is doing something. But like he's been in like some iconic ass freaking projects, man. Mm-hmm. It's not like the guy's been. Right. Like, he's, he's not like a schlep, man. I mean, no. say what you want about Foo Fighters, whether you like it or you don't like it. I, I mean, had that's. Come, I had the conversation with Jay, and, and pretty. I feel like like Dave Grohl can kind of do whatever now, and like people are bothered by it. Like he makes a new album, it could be terrible. It's it's fine. No one, this is it. No one, you know what I mean? Like, I think he's he's just kind of gotten this gratitude that he's yeah, they're just doing kind of floating on. They're just doing their thing now. Mm-hmm. It's like whatever. And like now he's doing all kinds of comp- compilations. Like mm-hmm. he's doing like well deserved. He keeps himself out there though. Mm-hmm. I mean, if he is going to get like any criticism, I mean, yeah, I, yeah. obviously, obviously he he does uh, seem like he likes the TV. It's robot too. Yeah. Heavy death metal band. Yeah. With Jack Black. Keeps you young. Mm-hmm. Keeps you young. That's what, that's what happens. And, uh, so yeah. That's one story I wanted to bring up. Okay. The, um, the second one, not really a story. I happened to, um, I happened to catch this. And this actually, um, this was, uh, flooding around the, uh, social medias. So I happened to, uh, click on it because, um, last episode when we talked about, uh, our Christmas playlist, uh, Adam Sandler and the Hanukkah song came oh, up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, there's actually a wicked cool little tribute that he did to uh, his Chris uh, it's, uh, Adam Sandler's touching song remembering his uh, late friend Chris Farley. Mm-hmm. So um, the uh, the link that I got, and you know, thank you to Men's Health for sharing random shit. But this actually came off of Esquire. Apparently, this was off of uh, Adam Sandler's uh, Netflix special. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. it's like only on Netflix, which yep. I, I can honestly say I haven't checked it out other I've than seen it. I've never other, other than the, uh, the 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 song video. But I took I took a listen to the song, and I mean, other than like a there's a couple of lyrics that are like a little quirky, but it hits you right in the feels, yeah. man. Like I grew up with like Chris Farley, sure. Chris Farley movies, mm-hmm. and Black actually, Sheep and I had Tommy a, Boy. I had a high school friend Diana, where like she was like obsessed with him, man. Like you know, like what. Like, guys will, like, grow up, like, having, like, hot girl posters and, like, you know, girls in bathing suits and, in my case, Christina Aguilera. True mm-hmm. story. Mm-hmm. Um, I can actually see the, the actual probably poster you had in my mind. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah the yeah, one yeah, in the yeah, water there. Mm-hmm. Little cutie patootie. Um, but, like, she literally had, like, Chris Farley posters, like, yeah. all over her room. She even had, like, this really hilarious one where he was in, like, a white t-shirt, like, rolling around on, like, a beach in the water. Like trying to be like hot looking, right. but he just looked like a goofy fat mess, oh, man. Yeah. But like that, that, that guy, that I love. Like Chris oh, yeah, Farley no was, was, the, was the man. And so good. The it's actually a really good little uh, remembering song, and it, it, it like I said, it, sure. it, it, it just kind of hits you like mm-hmm, right there. Mm-hmm. It's like kind of the. I like I liked, uh, AAF like when they they actually um, they shared the, the link to the video, and like they actually said it's like I'm not crying, you're crying. I can also say I didn't cry, but mm-hmm. there's like there's a couple of parts of the song you're just like, oh, yeah, oh, mm-hmm. oh, stop it. Tickle on the back. But like the little video montage and like whatnot, like it, it's stuff like that that makes me re-respect Adam Sandler. I feel like he's going back to his roots a little bit. He seems to kind of getting back to that song kind of goofiness like he used to do. I feel like that's always been his stand-up though. Like his stand-up was like kind of like always music, in, in that yeah. in that vicinity. 
Kind of like how Dane Cook kind of evolved. Like he started doing like musical numbers mm-hmm. and like his live shows, mm-hmm. which his are just kind of weird to be honest. But they weren't catchy, yeah. Like Adam Sandler's, mm-hmm. but. But yeah, I'm. Uh, we'll, I'll definitely. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll link that up uh, on the uh, on the uh, social medias, and uh, we'll, I, I might even embed that one on the uh, on the website because that, that was a pretty good one. Throw that up there for the uh, for the masses to uh, to enjoy. Yeah, definitely. For sure. With that being said, we'll take a music break. This next song is going to be not FaceTime. Hold on. Never heard of that one. Ah, <laughs> uh, the awesome dudes of Cutthroat Conspiracy. This is going to be suffering through. Kind of odd after I was just talking about the uh, Adam Sandler Chris Farley song. Mm-hmm. Not related mm-hmm. in any no. way, shape, or no, form. No, no, no. This is this is actually a a, a killer tune by uh, Cutthroat Conspiracy. Suffering through. <laughs> Enjoy. Yeah, life to be honest, still left again my past with us So blood. 
This is the Heavy Metal Over a Six Pack Live Studio Line. We're good. All right, cool beans. Now joining us is the, uh, the from Fort Worth, Texas, the band Cutthroat Conspiracy. Gentlemen, what's going on? Not much. Join us for an interview. <laughs> Oh, that's we're, 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 being, okay. we're being true to the name of your uh, podcast. We're all sitting here drinking. I got uh, Poverty Heineken, Rolling Rock, and some PBR. So we're going to enjoy your company if you all enjoy ours. Dude, that's beautiful. That, beautiful. That is a that is an all star lineup of beers. You see what happens is we drink we drink all kinds of fancy shit like over here, and like it costs us like a fortune to buy like four and six packs. When at, yeah, at, at heart, all I those really, were like my four pack. Right at heart, I really just want a Rolling Rock. Yeah, right. I'm staring at this nice photo of this moon hill that you had over there. Is that what you got in front of you now? Uh, no, that's a no. That's an old one. That's a that's a that's an old episode. Like, where are you at? No, that's the one I posted. Probably. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, the yeah. on it. Yeah, whatever. See, like, like I said, like totally somebody. Like, I, have no, I have no idea when any of our stuff like went up here. Heavy metal over a six pack usually turns into like heavy metal over a thirty rack, and I I don't know where I woke up yesterday. <laughs> but anyway, enough about us. Let's talk about Cutthroat Conspiracy, man. First question. First first thing I'm gonna actually bring up. I, I know it was a couple of weeks ago, but I actually want to know about the show of uh, like playing with In Flames. How 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 is playing with In Flames? I'll let Joe take that one. It was pretty epic. Um, it was supposed to rain majority of that day, and then like our set didn't rain. The next band that went up didn't rain. Like right when In Flames came on, that's when like a downpour of like a hurricane came out. Uh, I think they have one of the, one of their one of their better songs that the rain immediately just stopped. Yeah, the, the, the second they, uh, they put on Cloud Connected, the rain cleared up and everybody just lost their shit. It was fantastic. <laughs> it was like they had some Swedish magic powers is what uh, AJ <laughs> Swedish magic powers. <laughs> yeah, it, it was right on cue. Um, I mean, the crowd was great. We've got some photos up uh, on our page if y'all wanted to see photos and video of the crowd. But, uh, I mean, it, it, it was an awesome crowd epic, as AJ would say. Um, it was probably... Three, 350 people total if you count the VIP and the pavilion seating and where everybody was nice enough to have shade from the rain but uh, I mean it, it made it even better you know seeing some Swedish metal guys get up and rock that out in the rain awesome. so, so how's the weather for your set then um we actually lucked out um, the, you know our, our crowd was strong not as strong as in flames but uh, the, the standing area was definitely packed out and we didn't get a drop of rain on us at all. As a matter of fact, we thought we kind of got screwed with the merch situation because they put us under the stairs, not in front, but it ended up lucking out because we sold a ton of merch because we had dry merch, and that's where everybody decided to puddle up. Oh, there you go. Under the little stairwell, so See, we lucked out on multiple tickets on that. <laughs> finding good and bad, that, yeah. that, that's awesome. Um, yeah. I'm going to ask you one more in Flames question. Did they play their new single, yeah. I Am Above? I don't recall that. I know they played uh, the end, um, but between you know downpours and you know crowd noise, I heard what I could hear. Um, I, I know they played quite a few off the end. They, I'm sure they probably played it, but I wasn't privy to it. <laughs> okay, that's cool. That's cool because I, I was I was actually going to ask how it translated live, like with the with that being their heaviest stuff. But enough about enough about those inflamed bums. Mm -hmm. 
honestly, I, I was I was expecting you know their voice to be a little on the lighter side, but not only did it carry over well on most of it, but he he sounded stronger than he does on the albums. It was almost you know at twenty decibels lower. He was actually going full roar for this one, hmm. so I, I, I was quite surprised to hear it. He didn't sound his age at all. Oh, that's pretty. That's pretty awesome. Uh, but you get. Aside from that, you guys actually got some pretty exciting stuff coming on. So um, obviously, if you look, if you check out our Facebook page, and if you actually check out the uh, the Cutthroat Conspiracy Facebook page, and like other other sources, the official music video over the summit, guys, like is is killer. Very well done. If uh, if it, I'll let you guys give the credit where credits due as far as our produ- pro- producers and uh, directors uh, for such, but um, can you talk a little bit about the video that you guys just actually put out? Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll let BC take the beginning of this one. Um, you, what part would you like to focus on for that, or just the whole experience? In the video? Yeah. Uh, well, probably the most surprising thing was how much work it was. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like it felt like we played that the same song 400 times just to get all the takes. So, I mean, we were all really sore the next day. But um, once you've seen the video, it was absolutely worth it. Oh, yeah. We we probably showed up to that room you see us walking into at the beginning. Um, uh, probably about eight thirty in the morning. Didn't wrap up until almost four o'clock in the afternoon, trying to get the angles we wanted, uh, you know, done the right way. Um, we had Jameson White come out and had him design a light show for us that y'all can see in the video. Um, we had a guy. Um, he runs an organization called Murdered by Micah. It's Micah. Abandonado. He he did all the um, <coughs> the the camera work for us. Got us all the sexy angles and looking nice, and you know, coached us through a lot of that. He and Jameson did, and uh, the the mixing and the editing, as far as you know, the video and the cutscenes. Um, our our lead guitarist or second lead guitarist uh, Matt went ahead and cut cut all that up together. So it was a definitely a group effort to pull it all together and you know get it looking the way we wanted to. We were quite surprised with the outcome because we looked dog-ass. We felt dog-ass tired. <laughs> that last cut, you see us all, you know, kneeling down on the ground. That's legitimate. That's not for effect. <laughs> so, um, so, so yeah, now Jameson and told us, you know, treated 150 percent. You know, rock out until muscle failure. And uh, between that and the fog machine in there, we all wanted to die. <laughs> so, and I actually collapsed. Yeah. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> the uh, the end pro- the end product is absolutely killer though, guys. I mean, what, your hard work is. Uh, I mean, it, it shows, and mm-hmm. it's. It, I I agree, it's well worth it. It's a, it's a killer video. Thank you, Ten, for that, man. So the the summit is the uh, the the latest the latest single that uh, you guys have actually released. Um, now, if I understand an uh, email exchange, this is a, there's a a relatively large album that is a. Uh, it has a few, like uh, maybe a not so distant future. Yeah, um, you know, through roster changes and stuff like that, we kept having to put it off. But we got a really solid uh, group with this batch. You know, it, it's just like a relationship. I'm, I'm not trying to hit it to quit it. I want them to save the life. So, um, <laughs> but with these guys now, we've finally picked up the pieces over the last over the last year and. Hopefully, if you know all goes well, barring some catastrophic computer failure, we should have um, six or seven new songs, and then 
two bonus tracks that we're going to remaster that we released as singles two years ago. So it should be uh, eight or nine tracks, ordeal, you know, album art, you know, release it old school. Um, I, I think what our goal is is to release the teaser tracks to Spotify as, you know, singles, maybe record two and release one, you know, to keep Buzz going and then, you know, have everybody get a, at least half of a surprise, at least four, four tracks worth of surprise, you know, you know, it comes out and, you know, not geared toward too much towards the streaming, but, you know, get some physical distribution out there. I miss looking at, you know, artwork and, you know, seeing who did what as opposed to just hopping on Spotify and, you know, looking at it that way. So sure. and it, it should be should be something old school to look at, something tangible to hold in your hand and actually behold it if, if I make fun. Well, there you go. There you go. Uh, everything, everything you guys do, self-produced? Um, as far as the recording process goes, we do all of that in-house. We outsource it through the mixing and mastering. So Russell Holler, he's he's had a hand in everything we've put out. So And we love the way it sounds. He does a lot of good work with the local bands here. He's mixing and mastering the new... Uh, within Chaos CD, he's done uh, Anathemic, and I don't know. Everybody big here, he touches. <laughs> awesome. And what about the what about the artwork? Who's responsible for the artwork? Um, Matt does a lot of that in house. He's a graphic designer by trade, so yes. we, we lucked out in grabbing him. He's responsible for our merch production and our uh, our pretty pretty artwork. Yeah. Okay. Kudos to that. Yes. Okay, so asking for a friend, I went on your I went on your website and I was gonna actually pick up like a T-shirt. Is, um, is there is there a discount code for the eight dollar shipping and handling fee <laughs> for uh, for a fellow uh, poor as shit artist and um, maybe independent radio host? Well, unless I want a bunch of spam, how about after we close the recording, y'all can uh, send me an address and I'll send you send you out a promo kit. You let me know your size. You see, this is why I like these guys. <laughs> like I said, I. I, I... I emphasize the um, poor as shit uh, independent radio host and uh, fellow musician. Um, so uh, what, when we say when we say near future for like a full album release, like what what, what kind of what kind of timeline you guys think, like thinking? I know you want to like kind of do like the le the leak effect and like keep like the interest strong and whatnot, but um, how far into 2019 before we get the uh, the full uh, cutthroat conspiracy uh, spectrum? Um, best case scenario, uh, between April and May, okay. um, we're looking, we're doing more, um, studio time than we are practicing right now. I mean, um, we've got three or four shows coming up, but, but you know, in, in prepping for studio, we've done a lot. We've done a, we've run through the set enough times. I think we have it down to an art form. We should just be able to do one rehearsal before a, a show. But so the rest of the time we're going to spend on putting out uh, you know, good playthrough videos like we did a couple of weeks ago before the full music video and um, you know, hit the studio real hard and get it taken care of. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, uh, I mean, at the beginning, so when we when we first got you guys on, obviously, I was talking about the 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 Inflames show because, like, through the uh, through the email exchange, obviously, I was I, I was really intrigued by that one, and I'm actually sorry we did not get you on like prior to, so we can promote that for you, but. Talk about some of your favorite shows that you guys have played like over the last couple of years. Like, who who are some of the like the the coolest acts you've had the uh, the pleasure of uh, joining with, and maybe the, the the best crowds, best clubs that you played at? Um, let's see. As as far as uh, Cutthroat is concerned, 
and I'll let the guys expound upon, you know, their own acts. Um, my favorites um, recently, aside from In Flames, because just the scenario on that, you can't beat it. Um, our comeback show, when we got, you know, DC Joe and Adam involved into that, uh, I wasn't expecting such a strong reception of people that, you know, missed us or, you know, liked us back then. But playing our own homecoming show at the Rail Club, God rest it. Um, you know, we had over 137 people that walked through the door just to say our name and come in and see us. And I was nice. really enthralled and enamored by that. That's, you know, I, it was, it was a very beautiful thing. You know, I, I got pretty emotional at, at that, but you know, prior to that comeback show, um, when we released one missed call, uh, we got on a battle of the band, um, at Comcast West and to vie for a spot to play so what 17 and we ended up taking that home and got put on day three we got to share the stage with uh the browning and um icy stars and that that made my whole year my whole 2017 was you know winning that battle and being able to be a part of so what and uh not having to sell the tickets because we earned it through a battle that <laughs> no, that helps too. not 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 having a sense that crazy amount of pre-sales to be a part of that and, you know, still get the band, still get the all-access passes, get to walk around and, and schmooze and see everybody that was playing, you know, stage one and stage two. It, it was, I was, I was pretty freaking awestruck over that. I mean, I'll let DC take the, take this stage of the show. Um, for me, uh, I had some, some cool ones in my last band. I got to open for Battle Cross and they're really fucking amazing. But um, other than that, I would definitely have to say our comeback show is my favorite. It was awesome, and we made some really good friends. At least I did that night. With playing with um, except for the Human Condition, I love those guys, mm -hmm. and they've they've really supported us, you know, the whole time. They've come to every show and stuff. So that's that was really awesome. They're in their own right. If you're a fan of Black Dahlia Murder and stuff like that, they're from you know Fort Worth, Dallas area, like we are. If you want to see some brutal stuff, stuff at the beginning conditions where you'd want to go. And, uh, what's your favorite, Jeff? Like, so... Yeah, it's going to be the comeback show. <laughs> man. Like, really. I mean, like, I haven't really, like, in my older bands, they've just been small shows. Like, I played, played with Sansara. They're, they're great guys. I played with uh, Narwhal. Love those guys out of Boston. Um, they really... The only big shows that I've really done were our comeback and being yeah. blamed. When, when DC and Joe came, it seemed like they were a little bit gobsmacked because we played the comeback show and then jumped immediately onto a show with the national headliner. So I, I don't think we can really beat the in flames aspect of it. Right, right. Especially the, the crowd they pulled, too, I'm sure it helps a lot. I, I, I was surprised, I mean, uh, you know, from the comeback show, like I said, we had, you know, I, I was told 137, and they gave us, you know, 100 pre-sale tickets for the In Flames gig, and with their name and our motivation, you know, we sold out in three weeks with those tickets, and even had a couple of sales to the VIP, so, I mean, awesome. putting In Flames in front of your name definitely has some power and some thought behind it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's awesome, though. Who's the uh, who's the who's the coolest single band you guys have all get to play with? Other than In Flames, that's an easy one. 
This may sound lame, but I don't care. My my favorite shows, my favorite single artist that I've gotten to play with a couple of times is Psycho Stick. No way. Um, that's awesome. Stop yeah. it. We, we were actually um, just talking. We, we've, been, we've been lamenting over like their new album, like mm-hmm. just because that's what we're doing today. We're doing we're doing that 2018 <laughs> albums. Um, Genius. No, I, I think around the time they released that uh, flesh eating roller skate holiday, and um, yeah, yeah. It, it was the one with President Rhino on the cover of it. Um, we, we got lit at a local show and decided to cover the beer song, and uh, I guess the venue operator heard us covering that at Tomcats and was like. Hey, looks like you know who Psycho Stick is. You want to play with him? And that yes, that was <laughs> yes, like yes. <laughs> That's awesome, though. Well, see now uh, you just you just opened up a whole can of worms now because now I need to I need to know like like how, how are the Psycho Stick guys like what do they smell like? What do they smell like? <laughs> That's a weird question. Honestly, I got I got some photos I may send you of uh, you know me cuddling up nice next to Moose. And uh, oddly enough, he does not smell like a moose. They, they, they smell like, um, I don't know if you know, but his ears are entirely made of duct tape. So they, they all kind of reek a little bit of um, adhesive okay. and humor cool. All right, so like uh, like some, some M3 pet. Okay, I, I can see that. That's cool. Huh. All right. You, you ever, if you've ever, you know, yanked duct tape off your own arm, that, yeah. That's about the odor. That that mixed with uh, you know three or four days of road stank and some poorly placed cologne to cover it. Nice. But um, the the venue operator for Tomcat, I don't know if you know this, but if you're looking at the new Stick CD, which um, I have in my room here somewhere, um, behind the CD, the behind the doily thing, the gentleman's face you're seeing is Rustin Luther. He used to operate Tomcat, and he was in a band called Eurism that toured with uh, Psycho Stick quite often. Yeah. Oh, shit. Small world. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah. I forgot what we were talking about before we said, <laughs> before we said Psycho Stick. Yeah, <laughs> you were asking the second to inflame you know, favorite single act. I okay, there you go. See, see, one of us is paying attention. Like, we're going to get along just fine. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Um, Joe DC does not have another act besides Battlecross or Endpoint. No, but I, I would like to uh, elaborate on the Battlecross thing. It, it was fucking really cool. And the, the guys were awesome. I got to meet all of them afterwards. I believe they're from uh, California. But they were like, hey, oh, hey, being in Fort Worth while they're on stage, like, hey, anybody here, like, fucking Pantera? And of course, the track goes crazy. And so the, uh, the theory goes, one, two, three, four, and they bust into fucking hospital. It was awesome. absolutely fucking insane. And then afterwards, uh, I got to meet them, and they uh, they gave me a CD, and all of them signed it. I still have it. It's fucking really cool. Of them. That's awesome. I wanted to throw out, and, and you you brought up Pantera. Um, one of my my big bands I've been following recently was actually Sons of Texas, and I know you guys got to play with them too. Yeah, which is pretty awesome. It, it is great. Fun fact about them, they travel around. One of their roadies is a licensed barber. So if you're wondering why they look so fantastic all the time, they get a haircut every three shows. They were pulled up behind the rail club, and, you know, he had the barber chair out. Awesome. Like, it's part of their room here. <laughs> he, he busted it out of the back of the trailer and was giving them all a fresh cut right what? before the show. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta look good, man. You gotta look good. 
<laughs> Guys, I'm gonna give you. I, I give you props like already. You have to be like that. You have you you have more fun facts than anybody else we have ever interviewed. Right. In our uh, eight months of uh, of doing uh, independent radio here, like that's that's awesome. Like who would um, know that? I would, right. uh, one other band I, I wanted to mention that we got to play with was um, oh man. Now that I want to talk about it, I'm gonna forget what I wanted to say. Um, Okay. Happens, happens all the time here. We, I blame the second half of our name. <laughs> if I think of it, I'll let you know. Yeah, no problem. That's cool. One question. I, one question I do always like asking uh, the, the bands, like when we get on, it's like as as uh, in the, like as musicians, like in like individually, like what what your uh, who who and whom your influences are that uh, made you pick up an instrument and uh, just just start killing it. Uh. Um, well, for me, uh, my influences starting off was, uh, I started off doing punk rock, which, like, MXPX, Mofax, Green Day, stuff like that. Um, now, for me, like, my biggest influence is Cody Cambria. Like, okay. They're, they're one of my all-time favorites. The fantastic guitarist. I like playing. Uh, I, the, I, I, like, I like playing the drums for Cohen and Cambria on like the uh, the band. rock band. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Now for me, um, I'd say I think I was like fourteen, and uh, I, I started to want to play guitar. And I, you know, I was really into Metallica and stuff, and so I asked my parents because they they asked what I learned from my birthday. I for an electric guitar, and um, they got me one, and when they brought it home, it was left-handed. And um, so I, I, I couldn't play <laughs> it. I remember being uh, watching some uh, Metallica DVD, and I don't forget where it was, but it had Jason Newstead playing uh, My Friend of Misery on bass, and I really dug that. So when they they brought it to me, and we had to take it back. I actually switched it for a bass, and I started playing on bass instead. And so I've been playing bass ever since. Have, he can put out the CC licks on guitar, but he refuses to pick it up. I don't know what it is about the fat strings that he has a fetish for. Bass is power, man. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's a it's a fun instrument. Like when you when you really get into it, it's a it's a killer instrument. Like it, like people don't know what they're missing from like missing out like not doing the bass. But absolutely, when you play bass on stage, though, your feet are rumbling. I love it. It's power. <laughs> what do you what do you have for equipment? Like what kind of stacks behind you? Um. Well, mine's the, the main one I had is, is we'll say in the shop right now. But, so I'm playing a smaller two by ten bass man from Fender, and uh, I play in uh, Ibanez Sound Gear uh, SR bass. Nice. Oh, that's cool. Don't don't worry about the amp though, bro. It's not it's not the size that counts. <laughs> I'm, I got the TV sixty five off the nut plug. So I think it's one too. I think it's going through a line six, and I'm rocking the uh, lefty check room. Awesome. I, I rock whatever mic the, uh, <laughs> the, the venue decides to provide. <laughs> I've got my standard Shure SM57 inside of the uh, inside of the jam space, but I always seem to forget it when I want to bring it. So I'm um, I'm touching something somebody else has spit all over every time I get on stage. It looks great, but hey, anyway. Cameron, I don't think we got your influences, though, bro. Who are the influences? 
I'm a I'm a cliche new metal nerd. Um, <laughs> when, when I got into it, it was um, you know the barcode numbers whatnot era. So my my, my three favorites are going to be you know Scott Grace from Mudvayne, not from Hell Yeah, um, Randy Blythe from Lamb of God, and Ray Taylor from Slipknot. Uh, you're in good time. You're in good company. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I'm just, you know, yelling those in a closet so nobody could hear me until I felt I was tolerable enough to audition for something. Mm-hmm. Like, got into, like, metal or anything, mm-hmm. like, the first thing I listened to was Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that was my introduction to metal. Like, I mean, I heard, heard like, Italian stuff on radio and stuff like that, but, like, you listening to metal was, like, something new for me. So one, uh, I guess the next question I'll ask you, like the uh, our, our topic of the day on today's podcast is actually we're we're kind of we're kind of looking back on the uh, the best albums of 2018. So in you guys' personal opinion, what are, what are the what are the best albums that came out this year? Come on, Joe's opening up here. Uh, <laughs> Priorities. It, you see what you got? I don't know. Um, one one that. I listened to that. Actually, a lot of people didn't like this, the the do bullet for my Valentine. Uh huh. Like, yeah, people were giving that one a lot of flack, but I mean, I'm a big, I'm like huge bullet for my Valentine fan. I'm interested. I'm interested in your thoughts on it because that's actually one that we're going to be discussing because I'm actually a big fan of it. Like, what what are your feelings on it? Considering uh, it, I, it, it, if you ask me, they go in a different direction of what they've ever done in, in years past. Well, I mean, they're kind of always experimenting. Like, I actually wasn't the biggest fan of Temper Temper, but then when they put out Venom right after it, I absolutely fucking loved it. But I don't know. They're always changing their sound. Evolution. Uh, I guess as far as the one that hit me in the fields the most this year was uh, Dark Skies from Fit to a Change. That album, the whole album has... Real deep lyrical meaning to me. I relate to it on a personal level, and just musically, the whole thing just fucking slaps. I, I, there's not a bad track on it. Awesome, good choice. Yeah, for me, um, I still got to think of Gamble, the new album that came out this year. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that. <laughs> you bought the collector's edition, did? I did. It, Joe's name is actually in the back of. Was, is it the vinyl or the collector's edition pamphlet? The book. Oh yeah, it, it's released in conjunction with a, a storybook, comic book type thing, and he's in the fine print in the red because I think he donated to their crowdfunding account. And then their past three. Oh, their past three. Look at you, you're kidding. dedicated. I like it. Dedicated. <laughs> hey, all awesome choices. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys very much for that. Um, I don't know. I guess. I guess. La- I guess. Lastly, I mean. I mean, like. Like thank you, thank you guys very much for your time. Like and, and, and thanks for uh, chat with the audience. I mean, like when like we we, sh- we share you guys' music, it's always killer to uh, hear it uh, straight from the uh, from the horse's mouth, so to speak. Um, where's the best place for our for our listeners to uh, find you? Like where where, where do you want the uh, the online traffic? Whether it be a website, Facebook, like where, where's the best place to go? Um, we definitely want to push our merch, and as far as uh streaming goes it's you know great for exposure but as far as you know 
us being able to record off any income on it, it it's ass. So um, I, you know, stream it all day long, but uh, we we actually have the domain cutthroatconspiracy.com. We've got our merch store there. We've got all of our singles up, you know, for sale and downloadable. Um, that'd be the best place. And, you know, if you want to follow Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all our federable links are there. We even got a Reverb Nation tether there. So um, everything you could, you'd want to know and want to find about us is on cutthroatconspiracy.com. All right, that's that's all, and we'll 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 link that to it. Like every everything that we have, we have our we have our website and we have our social media. So I mean, if uh, if for some reason you uh, you're having a, a spelling issue and you can't find it, like just come come find us and like we'll we'll direct you to Cutthroat Conspiracy. <laughs> yeah. Um, Anthony, anything for the guys, man? No, I think we're good. Well, again, guys, thank you very much for yes, spending some time you. with us. Like it, it it was awesome to to, to hear from you, and yeah, keep keep us posted on like future endeavors. That way, like we can. Uh, check back in and like we can keep sharing sharing the shit out of you because uh you you guys are awesome i i I love the summit i actually i actually love the uh the the song decadence that one's very good too yep oh yeah and thank um, you guys for this and and for all the kind words (laughs) we definitely appreciate the platform and you know the the attaboy we definitely need it i mean it it, it helps going And I, I, I'm gonna give you a, like, like a full, like full disclosure that the song "One Miss Call," the uh, the opening riff to that is something very similar to something that I wrote like <laughs> probably like four or five years ago, and I was like really bummed. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, you know what? They made it awesome, so like I'm okay with that. So I'm gonna let it go. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know. It, close we'll tell you a drunken little story that joe and i got to share last night about that song so okay i like <laughs> I, I like it but um all right so i'm gonna hit the stop button on the record thank you guys very much again for uh for joining us and our audience and uh hey we'll, t- we'll talk to you soon see you thank you very thank much you guys, guys. <laughs> All right, after that really awesome interview with the guys from Cutthroat Conspiracy, let's go right back to the music. This is One Missed Call. Enjoy.
Main event time, main event main time. Event. So, it's um the by the time you guys hear this, and by I mean even when we're recording right now, there's like there's like less than two weeks left of like 2018. So we it's decided to we decided to uh, take a look back. Um, I I read that awful list of 30 band Did like you read 30. That too? I read that as well. Well, no, like the last episode, I listed off oh, like the oh, 30 yeah, gotcha. top albums of 2018. Judas Priest was one of them, as said by. They were the readers of Revolver Magazine, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which I'm not knocking the readers of Revolver Magazine, but I, uh, like I said even then, I didn't even know who 80% of them were. So yeah. I figured it would be a really good idea for us to actually tell you our personal, our personal best of 2018. And that's albums that were released this year. Yes. This the calendar 2000 year. of 18. The 2018. Mm-hmm. So, with no further ado, this is the Heavy Metal Over Six Pack, Best of 2018. Let me fire away. First, I'm actually, we, we just talked about this with the Cutthroat Conspiracy guys, so I'm going to bring it up right now. Bullet for My Valentine, Gravity. Bullet for My Valentine, Gravity came out on June 29th of <laughs> 2018. That's weird. Yeah, it's like weird. It's like it's like in in line with like the uh, criteria. Um, reason why I bring this up: one, it's um, it's a new release from Bullet for My Valentine. Bullet for My Valentine, overall, very strong band. If uh, you actually, 
take a look at the Patreon account. Like I've done a whole like little bonus track on uh, on Bullet for My Valentine, like ranking their albums. This one is actually like one. It's it's in my top three and like the favorites of my Bullet for My Valentine. I actually like the diversity in the. I mean, the attempt to try like the, the like so, something new. Like, there's a lot more synth in this. There's a, like the, the 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 vocals are like a lot more different in this. Um, Agreed. Still, it still has like the it still has a guitar. It still has a guitar lick. Still heavy too. It, and it's got some heaviness to it. Like it, it it's just overall enjoyable. I just like the fact that they evolved into something different and they didn't just keep putting out the same stuff over and over again. Right. And. It, it probably took a lot of grief from a, from from a lot of like you know hardcore fans like or like you know really uh, loyal fans of like Bullet for My Valentine, but undeservedly so. I mean, I, I I don't mind branching out. I don't mind trying something new. I don't mind doing something different. Um, I don't really have much else to say about it, but it's on my list. I like it. I think we I think we said we're doing six. We got a six pack and some honorable mentions, right? Yes, sir. So, the... so we got a six-pack plus a case. Yeah. Because six-packs are never enough. Spunded, drunk, and disorderly. Yeah. If you've, if you've never heard the show before, that's kind of what happens. Mm-hmm. Math becomes non-existent. <clears throat> my, uh, my first choice. Um, I actually did a, an entire artist review on these guys, but I've, actually this album wasn't out yet. Um, the band is the Mighty Avatar from the wonderful... Gothenburg, Sweden. Uh, the album that they released this year was um, Avatar Country in uh, January 12th. So literally beginning of the year. Um, I mean, what can you say about Avatar besides they're, they're just goofy as hell? I have to comment on this album because like it's so weird. It's so weird. <laughs> the it's we- the so weird. weird. Li- the weird little dialogues yeah. that are like recorded in between. Like mm-hmm. isn't mm-hmm. one of them about like like somebody had like a bowel movement? Yeah, the king speaks. That's like his thing, like he pooped today or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and like everybody is so excited. <laughs> but the thing the thing with Avatar is, is that every album's a little different. Like a little bit. And I think every 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 song in this album has the word king in it. In it does. Glory to the king, glory to our king, legend of the king, king welcomes you, king's harvest, X, Y, Z. Uh-huh. Um, this album's, it's uh, still, it's it's very, very well done. I mean, they're, instrumentally, they're phenomenal. They always have been. Um, this album is quirky as hell. Every song is a little different. They got really heavy ones. They got kind of soft, light ones. I think it's got a little bit of everything. But, I mean, if, if you follow it, Avatar, you kind of know what to expect. It's a goddamn monologue, man. And then there's a few songs that's just like a, I think the intro is like a 52 minutes of guitar solo. No, Legend of the King is eight minutes of guitar solo. Um, no, very good album. Very cool thing about it. Also, it translates live. It does. We had the, we had the ability. We, to, we saw them in uh, September, October, like whatever mm-hmm. what a, whatever month it was. But it um, and I believe they played maybe two two they tracks did. off of it. They did. Um, they they were they they weren't the headliner. They were kind of like the co-headliner action to this. So obviously they didn't they didn't have much more than like a 45 minute set. But I, I it was at least two of like the new. It translates live. It translates beautifully. It's gorgeous. Yeah, I mean Johannes. I mean he's just quite the front man. They're he knows a, how to work the crowd. That's for sure. Yeah, they're they're a crazy fun live band. They are. But yeah, that'd be that's my first choice. Beginning of the year. If we were ranking these um, releases, this would this probably would have been my number one. 
from 2018, and a lot of the re- and for a lot of the reasons why I picked like the bullet for my Valentine. But uh, the next one would be uh, Parkway Drive Reverence. Extremely good. Uh, the thing I liked about this again is a uh, Parkway Drive. I mean, they were re- this isn't anything like any of their other releases. Uh, it's still it's still heavy. It's still riffy. It's still it's still got like all that. But I mean, like I think the I think the vocals are different. Yeah, I think, I think the, they uh, do a very good job. I think the sto- like it's got like a little bit of like a storyteller mm-hmm. kind of a deal. Um, it's got an ambiance if you must. We we got to uh, we got to see the translation of this live as well, and like they did exactly what I thought they would do. Like you would have mm-hmm. like the the intro of this album, and then like they would just come out, and like lights would just be mm-hmm. blaring, and like everybody just like just, like like just punch the person next to you like somewhere. Pretty much. And that's exactly what happened, and like it it was like my my like my brain vision like met their brain vision, which <laughs> I don't it ma- it makes me feel like I'm a smart intelligent human being when it comes to like doing stuff like that, but that it's interesting. You can listen to it start to finish. I mean. It, it was a solid release. I enjoyed it. I loved it. Thank you, Parkway Drive. Mm-hmm. Yes. So my next, my next two, and yeah, the microphone's broken. I'm, I'm not choosing this to be biased by any means whatsoever. Um, we recently, uh, the first set of the two, um, we had a band on known as the uh, Heart of Jordan. And they released their album, self-titled Heart of Jordan, um, this year as well. And I was, I um, actually picked up the album itself. And it's been in my, my car pretty much since that day. It has not left. And I, I continuously go back to it because that album is fantastic. In every way, shape, or form. His, his vocals, the instruments, it's all extremely well done. It's very different than, than the stuff you normally hear. And I, I'm, I'm still listening to it extremely well. And the guys are great. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, they are... That, that's, as far as I'm concerned, the, the, the future of what Metalcore is going to go to. Because they have every aspect that you need. They, they, they have, like, the good balance between, like, the, the heavy vocal, the clean vocal. They're, it's very catchy. Like, mm-hmm. you, you know, we always talk about the hook. Yep. Well, like, I think the choruses and his vocals have a have a good hook. There. Right. So you you always talk you always need that hook to like kind of grab kind of a thing. Yep. But they they have like a little bit of something for everybody. Like there's like enough lightness where it's gonna it's gonna tame like the maybe not heavy crowd, but it's got enough heaviness where it's gonna keep the heavy guys like like interested. Like they're they're just all around solid. Oh yeah, for sure. Very tight. And they are good dudes. Yeah, definitely. All right, so wait, wait, we are three, number three, huh? All right. So the band I'm going to bring up, I actually, I just found this album, and it was one of those things I kind of stumbled on it because um, on accident, because you, you wouldn't think to look for it, because the uh, the previous album that this band has released prior to October 24th of this year was 2008. So it's been almost 10 years. Actually, it's been more than 10 years. Now that now that I do the math in my head. But uh, the band I'm talking about is uh, Into Eternity. Okay. The reason why this is important. Into Eternity came out in uh, two, in the 1996-97-ish. Um, they're from Canada. They're Canadian. Ooh. Hey. Yeah. A little, a little something different. Don't, don't see a lot of Canadians. Um, I was here in Canada. 
there uh if if I was gonna kind of put it into if 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 you never heard into into eternity if I was gonna put it kind of into English like kind of um ah oh, fudge I'm doing that thing I can't think of that band name um we saw them with the really technical ones had like the crazy ba bass player protest hero yes thank you they're very protesty heroish maybe a little heavier okay. like I mean vocally definitely heavier. Mm -hmm. Because um, I don't, I don't think he does like a whole lot of clean vocals, but they're they're a very important band because like they have like that weird like. There's a lot of technicality, but there's a lot of like enjoy, enjoyable heaviness and like whatnot. And this album that they came out with, Into Eternity, it's called The Sirens. Okay. Um, like I said I found it on accident. I just happened because sometimes it's the best ones. Like I looked it up. I was like, you know, I looked up Into Eternity. Because I was like, dude, I want to go on like a little, like a little memory trip, like a little, a little memory road trip, and it's like just released, like, huh? And then like, I listened to it, and I'm like, holy fuck, this is like going back to like days of like the oblivion, like and like like stuff like that. Yep. Like so, it's very important for to me that bands like this still exist because they're technically sound, they do their own thing, they don't sound like anybody that you've ever heard before, and the new album is solid. Like very solid, and it's worth a listen. Now you're not gonna get the hook. You're not gonna get like that stuff. But like, it's you're, it's it's all about aesthetically ple pleasant. Mm -hmm. So that's why one of my top six albums of 2018 happened on October 24th, and that is Into Eternity: The Sirens. Enjoy. Hmm. We'll link all this stuff, by the way, guys. Some way, shape, or form. I think me and Anthony. I think, or I think all three of us. We're, we're Spotify people now. I was an Apple iTunes guy, but I was the first you were. <laughs> I actually pay for both, so I have an Apple yeah, I, I do and too. Spotify. Technically, I pay for Google Play and whatever. See what happens is Anthony follows me on Spotify, so all my weird shit that I don't want anybody else to see. I know I everything to, you do. I have to do on <laughs> Apple. Yeah, right. <laughs> that way, Anthony doesn't see like my weird, my weird side. But that's a story for another day. <laughs> Uh, so, um, continuing with our, with our um, our fellow attendees on this this cast of potting, um, the next album that I actually grabbed was the uh, the Central Disorder guys that we had a little more recently than the Harder Jordan guys. Um, the Eradication album came out this year. Um, this is another one I've I've played 904 times. The the from the intro to the end. I mean, it's it's extremely well done. I love very the well intro. Done. I oh, love the, that the, intro. The intro is very well done as well. It, it definitely it, it it builds you up. It gets you excited for the. See, I can picture. I it. can picture how that concert opens too. That shit playing like fucking lights in the back. There, uh, I talked to to a buddy of ours, and um, when I had him check out the album as well, um, they they kind of remind me of like a, a Mona Marthish with the vocals. Even like I'd even go Lamb of Godish with the vocals. But um, I mean, you can always go back to our episodes. I'm sure we can link these guys. And, Definitely and has some Randy well. Blythe. Definitely <laughs> has some Randy Blythe for sure. Um, but yeah, these guys are these guys are great. Good guys as well. You know, we we I, I think we even told them when like when we had when we had them on the on uh, on air episodes. It's like you know, we listen to your album. We're like, oh yeah, yeah, this is good. And then you listen to it again. And it's like, this is pretty good. <laughs> this is pretty good. You listen to it again. You're like, dude. I freaking love this. 
And then all of a sudden it's on your regular playlist. And then, mm-hmm. you know, your girlfriend never wants to hear it again. And then, like, all this you other... You played this song. Shut up. I like this one. <laughs> Those guys are awesome, though. Oh, yeah. Shout out. What's going on, dudes? Hey. Central Disorder. Chicago. 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 I'm drinking beer from Chicago today. We'll talk about that later. All right. Um, <clears throat> all right, next one. I'm going to throw out there. Okay, it's it's um shies a little bit away from the the heaviness. It's a perfect circle. I'm gonna bring up Eat the Elephant. Okay. The reason why I'm gonna bring up Perfect Circle, Eat the Elephant, is because I think us as masses, like us as rock, hard rock, heavy metal fans, have been waiting for a fucking Tool album since two Corn albums ago, and we're all just going crazy, man. We're all just going freaking crazy. So the fact that like James Maynard Keener like goes and does like another uh, perfect circle album we're all just foaming at the mouth for like more tool but then like this thing comes out it's weird it's gnarly but it's cool and fucking groovy and kind of catchy and like nifty and it's it's actually a solid listen i mean it's one of those things like you have to have the patience for this kind of music like you have to have the patience for like tool you have to have the patience for like perfect circle especially like their latest releases to like really under like respect like the art form of it but i mean as far as like i mean perfect circle and tool and like anything of the like i mean there's nothing like it like out there so anytime they come up with something and like it's it's just it has like a couple of golden moments it's it's always going to be pretty awesome and it's important i think because because i think that's what i think i think it's important to have sometimes works to have stuff like this it's it's artistic, but it's audibly pleasing. And, Good way to put it. And as as far as I'm concerned, I mean this this is chill out music for me because like I listen to like so much high strung stuff like sometimes. They're pretty, pretty like, mellow for the most. Every part. so often, you know, if I like want to take a nap, and I'm not saying this is music that would put you to sleep, but you know, if I want to like cool like my jets like a little bit, you know, like if it's like midsummer and like the sun's about to go down and I'm just hanging out in like a lounge chair with like a like a cocktail. I just want to like chill kind of thing. Like, you know, this is stuff that you know, this is this is how you chill. This is how you like roll out because it's it's still complex and like kinda F's with your mind kind of thing. Perfect circle and chill. Yeah. Yeah, a little uh a little PC and chill. We should we should coin that. Pretty cool. That's why I picked it. I mean, 2018, we were blessed with Perfect Circle, and they're in my top six. We, uh, my next one, we actually <clears throat> brought up earlier with the uh, Cutthroat guys a little bit. Um, Psycho Stick. Uh, they surprise released their fifth album, and this is actually their first independently released album. Fun fact. Ooh. Uh, July 20, uh, 2018 was its release date. So they found GarageBand. Um, I mean, this song has 22 songs on it, and this album, this album has 22 songs on it, because it's, you know, it's just bananas. Um, I've, I've listened to Psycho Stick for a long time, and they, they always find ways to, to make their songs interesting, like, as, as weird and random as they are, they're always very well done. I mean, instrumentally, they're phenomenal. I would say their problem is they're too goddamn talented they're to be a comedy band. Stupidly talented, like, like they're, they're fucking great. They are so great. They are. I mean, even the covers they do—the Reading Rainbow one, the System of a Down Christmas one, 
any of those. They're all. But uh, this one uh, I've listened to quite a few times since it, its release. Um, I I can listen to the whole thing. They're, they're goofy, silly. I mean, if you know Psycho Stick, you know what to expect. And the uh, fun thing about this album, the last two songs, uh, track 21, is actually all the outtakes from this entire album, which is funny as shit. And then the 22nd song is an actual club song that they released called The Flop. It's quite legit. Very good album. Sorry, taking a selfie. Let me get back to my uh, note page here. All right, so I've uh, I've praised this album probably over and over again. We uh, we did a concert review on these guys, and they made my uh, my top six list. It is our local our local dudes. They're from the Boston area. Ice Nine Kills and the Silver Scream. The reason why I think these guys are creative. I think they're fun. I think their stuff like translates live. Like they they were phenomenal live. Like I would see them live oh, yeah, any, very well done. any any day of the week. Like they're. Um, if I was it, and did I say this already? The Silver Screen? You did. I'm talking about this. Okay, I did. I did say the album. Sometimes I forget. It was. It was released October 5th of uh, 2018. Um, two shoutouts. My favorite songs on this would be "Thank God It's Friday" and "Stabbing in the Dark." Both very good. That is the uh, Friday the 13th reference and the Michael Halloween. Myers reference. Halloween. Halloweeny. Um, you know, if I was actually gonna knock this album, whoever they use to produce it, it's a little muddy compared to like previous yep. albums like previous albums like come out came out excuse me a lot cleaner but despite that and that's honestly just me nitpicking i think i mean what they produce is just very fun very entertaining for me i like the fact that they go with like a theme i like the fact they kind of make like that theme their own and they just kind of worship it pretty much right. um Again, translating live is always is is always like a thing that like I, because I, I always listen to like new stuff and I'm like oh wow I wonder how that's gonna like come out live kind of a thing and then like you you see it live and sure. these guys are just entertaining as fuck oh, man very well like done. the uh, the the backtracking is done very cleanly very mm -hmm. nicely like very everything point. flows like you never you don't have any downtime nope. like there's no there's nothing there's ever not a point where something's not going on. Like they're they're changing instruments and like they have like their their stuff that's moving right into like the next tune, mm -hmm. and if it I mean it flows like the album the album is great it's entertaining it's interesting and especially if you you know like we we talked about it like in the Halloween episodes and like whatnot I mean if you it's just great it's awesome yeah. man in for the win 2018 woo so uh, my next one. Is uh, a band I've I've followed almost since day one. Um, I mean, they they've been their ups and downs for me. Um, the band All That Remains. Uh, they released their most recent album, Victim of the New Disease, September fourteenth this year. Ollie's last. Quite yes, quite recently. Um, so I've listened to the last one that I actually, I guess I use for lack of a better term, enjoyed. Uh, for We Are Many was very good in 2010-2011. War You Cannot Win and The Order of Things got softer and whatnot, which it just it didn't pique my interest. They had some tough releases. And I was just, I just never got into it. Uh, this one came out um, 
and it's it's very um fall of ideals ish it's very heavy very heavily riffy um the the, the speed is back in there um and i mean it feels like old it feels like all the remains to me because that's what i mean that's what i i, I know and so i'm used to um the album itself is very good I've listened to it a few times through. I, I thoroughly enjoy it. I have no issues with it. And side note, uh, Chelsea Grin of Born of Osiris is replacing Ollie for the time being. On the uh, on the current tour, correct. Right. It'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens with their uh, with their writing style without Ollie Hebert. Because I'm the sorry, I I read that. I'm totally wrong. And Jason Richardson, formerly of Chelsea Grin and Born of Osiris. Okay, that's fine. I fixed that one. Mistakes, mistakes are okay. Um, Ollie Heber, like one of the things I really liked about him, I actually uh, I followed him on Twitter, and he would just randomly like if he was like sitting in like a hotel room or like when they're like you know off off tour and like whatnot, like he'd be at like his house, like his home studios and whatnot. He would just randomly do like these like little like individual like video lessons. It's like hey. I'm gonna go live for like an hour and a half or so. Like, put your questions up. I'll answer as many as possible. But I'm gonna kind of show you how like I did this. I'm gonna, and like he would actually talk about like music theory like a bunch, like like the scales and like whatnot. It's like hey, it's like oh, I just found like this blah 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 scale and like I'm kind of like I'm kind of messing around with it. I'm gonna go live in like an hour and like just send me some questions and I'll show you like how I'm how I'm like working it. Like the the dude was this. He was just very smart. Mm-hmm. And he was very, he was very like available to the fans. Not, gr- not granted. I mean, there'd be like ten thousand people, so it's not I'm like, sure. you know, if you're like sitting there with your guitar, expecting to get like a one-on-one with Ollie. Obviously, that wasn't that. But it'll be very interesting to see like how that them moving forward. Right. No. For, uh, but yeah. what's what's cool about this album is like, you hate to see, like, being like an all that all that remains fan from like when they first started. You hate to see them and. Forgive me, Five Finger Death Punch. You hate to see them taking the Five Finger Death Punch route. They just keep putting out material, mm-hmm. but it's just the lyrics are weak. The 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 songs just kind of piss you off. Yeah. Kind of. It's like, well, this isn't what I this isn't what I want. This isn't right. what I need from you. Like, <laughs> kind of a thing. So the fact that they kind of like went back and kind of did this and maybe like did a little soul searching, like definitely killer on their part. Sure. Sure. I mean, if you're if you're a all the remains fan who kind of lost interest, I mean, definitely check this one out. This will this will jump back to you. It's my feedback on that. If you choose to accept it, accept it. <laughs> uh, the last of my uh, my 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 six would be. Um, I went back to Machine Head. I went back to uh, I went to uh, Catharsis. There's a um, there's a cu- there's a couple of key points about Catharsis. Catharsis is going to be the last album that the original drummer and bass player are are a part of. Their names are escaping me. I'm so sorry. My my fa- I didn't write down my facts very properly. Um, some very cool tracks. Bastards. Maybe not like one of their heaviest and like maybe like the the best Machine Head track ever. But like I just love that song. There's something about it. For some, oh, this this <laughs> might sound wrong. For some reason, it makes me it makes me think about my son. Okay. Who he, he is a bastard. He was married out of wedlock. But <laughs> okay. 
I don't think that was necessarily the point of it. Um, I, I mean, <laughs> I know it was written around the same time his children were born. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's kind of a thing, like in the, re- in the research I have, but um, it's a really cool song, Catharsis itself. The, the, the self-titled track is like is a is a really killer song and I mean it's the latest in Machine Head and it's gonna be the last album that we actually have of the incarnation of Machine Head like from pretty much when they were born in like the early 90s like this this is it mm-hmm. anything that it is now is gonna be um Jesus Christ all their names are freaking escaping me right now six packs people six packs um but moving forward it's gonna be lead singer and friends. Now he's gonna probably keep yeah. a Machine Head name. I mean, they said that they were moving forward with Machine Head, but the original lineup, this was it. This was like their last heart and soul. Like so, I mean, the the, the not eight, nine, ten, twelve releases Rob that they've Flynn. had. Rob Flynn, thank you. For. Good lord, my memory is so freaking bad. If I ever meet any of you in like real life, and like you tell me who your name is, and like. I forget it in like five minutes. It's like, I'm sorry. This is just the way I am. <laughs> Keep a notepad on hand. I know fate. Well, no, that's hard. That's hard? Um, notepad or what? Yeah, because then. Get soft to notepad. And then, I don't know what you then want it, me. And then, then you look rude. It's like, what's your name again? Mark. Okay. <laughs> Anthony. Le- like, Take Mar- a picture. Like, Mark, you've known me for like 12 years, bro. <laughs> like, what are you doing? It's the best man at your wedding. What the hell's your problem? <laughs> I got married? <laughs> Holy shit. Holy shit. But um, yeah. So I mean, moving forward, like the, it's gonna be like Rob, Rob Flynn and friends. I mean, they're gonna keep the Machine Head name. They're probably sure. gonna be epic. They're probably gonna be awesome. But I mean, Catharsis was it. That, that was, was it. Like, that was yeah. that was Machine Head. It came out January 26th of this year. Um, Again, the longest songs in existence. Yeah. Well, you know the the thing with Machine Head, like they, everything that they write could be an opener and a closer. Yeah. It's got the epic build up, it's mm-hmm. got the it's got the meat in the body, and then it's got the epic ending. Like the, potatoes. So they can they, they could open with anything, they could close with anything. It doesn't matter. Right. But it's up there, man. I mean as far as two thousand eighteen. Yes. Yes. My last of my top six here. Um, there's a, a band that's been circling around a little bit. I believe they were on one of your revolver magazines, actually. I read about them. Uh, the band is Raven Black. They uh, released Ooh, yeah. they have released an album this year of the name of, or should I say, the numbers of thirteen. Being a horror <clears throat> um, enthusiast as I am, uh, the creepiness, almost Rob Zombie-ish feel. I mean, between the makeup and the um, lyrical content of all the songs. Um, they're very good. They are female fronted. Um, between the, the cleans and the screams. Um, they're very, I, I'm gonna use the word that they're, they're unique because I don't know many bands that are like them. And that's what stands out to me. No, they, they get they get they get the gnarliness to it. Mm-hmm. Like it's a, it's it's the cl- and I mean this in a positive way, it's the clown show. Yeah, it's it's got like the, the creep factor. Yeah, they'll they'll do the weird like quirky, especially their older stuff, man. Like if you actually, it's like, like yeah, there's not the break break away from like thirteen, but if you like like there's a twinkle, track twinkle like, little scars. Yes, that's exactly the one I was about to say. It's like seven cents is good. Even the song thirteen, oddly enough, is that, quite good. Off I think it's fucking gnarly, man. But I feel like the newer ones are a little more refined. This album's a little more um, tuned, I guess would be the term. 
I feel. Um, just getting angry, man. Sticks mm -hmm. and Stones. Sticks and Stones is a good one. Break the Box is also quite good. They're all very good songs. Um, all a little different. But yeah, that's my... About to go on a uh, North American tour with the uh, the fantastic Cannibal Corpse. They are. That's a show and on And Mushroom Head, I believe the they have a show with, too. See, that's another, that's another good match for them. Because you know who would be a, like a killer match for Rob Raven? Zombie. For Raven? No, Avatar. Yeah, that's fair. I you imagine yeah. Raven Black, Avatar. I could see that. I, I would, I'd be freaking giggling like shit. If that's even... <laughs> giggling like shit. Actually, the uh, the uh, Mushroom Head one is this weekend. Like around here? Okay, I was going to say, I'm, I'm busy anyway. It's $20 a ticket, and if I knew that, I'd have to be there. <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, Mushroom Head. Mushroom Head would be a good... I don't think they have their, their guy anymore, though. Uh, church? Yeah. Mm, I don't believe they do. But, I digress. Yes. Any audible mentions for you, sir? I have a couple. Sure, by the way. Do you have a couple? I do. Okay. Um, honorable mention and almost... Okay, so we... In full, full disclosure, off air, we were kind of... I was kind of poking fun at these guys because I, I was playing... Um, I was playing... Uh, it's like shutting off, bro. Uh, hold on. Yeah. Don't tase me, bro. Let me just open this back up. That's the song, Blinded by Fear. The band is At the Gates. The first, the very first song I ever heard by the band At the Gates was called Blind, Blinded by Fear. I want to say it came out in 19, somewhere between 94 and 96. 2018, At the Gates put out another album. And I um I played I played a track off that which is arguably their most popular track to drink from the night itself and like it's it's got some relative similarities okay. to it, but I actually go back like this is bands like At the Gates are very important to me because like what they do is they kind of take like the doom they take the thrash they kind of mix it and they're just cool like you can just listen to it and just it's it's just a banger man like you mm -hmm. just you you just fuck you just like bang your head you just enjoy it and it's awesome these guys are great and longevity wise i mean the it's it's awesome to see them like 25 30 years from their from their origin like putting out stuff but um at the gates to drink from the night itself is an honorable mention for me in 2018 which came out in i have the date for you. May 18th. So it's been around for a while. It actually made the Revolver top 30 list that I read. I forget if it was the last episode or the episode before that. What, in either case, mm -hmm, that, mm -hmm. that got off a list. God, let's get you something, right? At the gates. <laughs> actually made it on Useful there. Useful in some ways. You know what? I only have two, so I'll just throw out my second one. The second one, because it's like it's it, it's another one that's like really important to me, and it, it was very close to making my top six. But the fact that um, Pennywise uh, on on April twentieth, four twenty for those of you that are keeping track, uh, Never Gonna Die came out, and the reason why Pennywise Never Gonna Die is very important to me is because this is like skateboard punk from like 1998 man like this is the stuff that you would go out there on your I forgot the name of that skateboard brand too my, my brain's mush today bro it's probably because I, I, I haven't I don't play Tony Hawk 
I, I haven't. Bob Burnquist. It's ready to go, man. I haven't. What's the one that's got like the little, um, it's got like the little burn, burny guy, the water dude. I, I know I can picture in my head the name I do not know off the top. I usually just fall down with this. Like so, I full disclosure, guys. I haven't slept in like two day, two days. Like I have this thing. Like I wake up somewhere between one thirty and two a.m. and like that's it. I'm up. Yeah. So I'm like a walking zombie right now. But y'all know what I'm talking about. But Pennywise never gonna die. This is like 1998. Like skateboard music, man. Like they went. There's nothing. No, there's nothing different about it. It's Pennywise. It's Pennywise and awesomeness. But it's like Pennywise and awesomeness, but it's like well-produced. Sure. Like, it's not like raw 1998, 97, sure. like Pennywise or like like whatever. It's a, it's a killer album. It's awesome. I think it's important. I think that like this generation doesn't know what they're missing. The Because in all honesty, like punk doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like I, th- I think if you look up punk music, you're gonna like get some like weird gnarly shit. <laughs> no, no, like seriously, like I, th- it's all like classified like in this big blanket of like alternative music now, which that's no, it's not. Like there's punk rock, there's punk metal, there's punk like there's, there's so much that's like missing right now. Like that, like they they kind of killed the punk genre kind of a thing. It's sure. Like, it's like there, there was like a rawness to punk kind of thing that just doesn't exist anymore in the right. that's why this album is important because mm-hmm. this is like one of those branches this is like this is like skate punk man yep like you go out there and like you hit like the freaking half pipe with like a skateboard with and then with, I break it with this kind of music and then yeah I, I would fall like and then the like I get yelled at for swinging it around V like I would I would like fucking V break the shit out of my board and then I wouldn't have another skateboard for until like next Christmas because that skateboard costs $120 uh-huh. and you can't uh-huh. just get another $120 skateboard. This is what I grew up with, people. That's it. My honorable mentions. Honorable mentions. I have a fourth for all of you individuals. Um, the first one, I I wasn't sure to add this because technically it's, a, it's an anniversary CD. It was re-released and it was redone, essentially. Um, the Mighty Ailstorm. Uh, their first album, Captain Morgan's Revenge, came out in 2008. Um, it was the first album I ever heard by them, first songs I ever heard by them, the first attraction to their music, essentially. And uh, they released uh, this year the uh, 10th anniversary with a few live songs and a few demos. And they actually redid all the songs with their newer members, which are their most recent lineup I feel are a little more talented than their older ones because I've noticed with every album they've gotten better like instrumentally wise talent wise just it, it, as a whole so this uh, this was a, as a cool thing for me to go back to listen to those songs and almost it's like a refined uh, situation which is cool because that album is great and that's one of my probably still one of my favorite albums by them and side note, if our cover band's listening, I actually want to cover the song Drink. I think, we should, song. I think we should open every show that we ever play with that song. Touche. Uh, we'll just have to figure something out for the guitar, because I'm not learning that shit. I've learned enough fucking instruments for the goddamn cover band. <laughs> I'm, all t- I'm drawing the line at guitar. I thought you drew the line at tambourine. Well, technically it would be after the trampoline, so... Trampoline? Tambourine? Have you been back what did I say? Trampoline. I, I swear to God, I have no idea where I am right now. It's not even funny. 
Anyway, uh, my uh, my next one. So I, I've grown up. Um, I, I'm a big fan of, of the folk metal uh, when it comes to Blind Guardian. Um, those guys, uh, Camelot was one of the ones I was always interested in. They released uh, their most recent, the Shadow Theory, January 25th. Um, they're, they're hugely popular. Um, they're again, they're very talented. Um, this album, I feel, instrumentally is quite heavier than their other ones because a lot of their music is very atmospheric. I feel like you play Dungeon Dragons to them because that's the kind of atmosphere they, they portray because it's almost like a story being told. I mean, the lyrics are all folklore, the whole nine yards. Um, but overall, the album is very well done. Um, like I said, it's a little heavier, so it piques my interest a little more than some of their other ones. Um... Pretty much, yeah. If you're a Camelot fan, definitely, uh, definitely look at their most recent stuff. Um, my uh, second to last one. I've seen these guys live, and they're quite fantastic live. Um, we're gonna stick in the fantasy realm with this one. Uh, they are the band Necrogoblicon, which they have uh, quite a few songs that I, that I enjoy. Their uh, most recent one is "Welcome to Bonkers." Uh, the album before that was, uh, I believe, Meta Heavy. Heavy Meta, I believe is what it is. Which, that that album is very, very well done. Uh, this one, again, they keep with their sound. They're, you know it's them. They're fucking goofy as shit, per usual. Uh, their drum is very, very good. Um, I met him when I was at the show. Very, very talented individual. I mean, they're all talented. But from a drummer's point of view, the drummer is very well done. And he, he shows it in this album, for sure. Uh, this album was released April 13th of this year. Um, the last one now, I, I'm, I'm putting this out as my favorite album, not artist-based, but my boys in Atreyu, I've thrown them out there, because I still feel like this album is very well done. I fired every cylinder on this album whenever we reviewed it before. But I, I will throw these guys in my list because I still listen to the album. I, I still enjoy it. I have nothing against it in a musical sense. Um, I won't go into it because of the fact that I have already beat the dead horse and chopped it into horse molasses. But yeah, that is my list for you. It's just unfortunate. I still say the problem with the Atreyu one is they said it's their greatest stuff. It's the hype. I think it was the hype. Hype kills sometimes. Now, just to to break this, Long Live came out 17 or 16? Two thousand fifteen, three years ago. It's fifteen. Okay, yeah. it was that long. Yeah. Because before that was um. Congregation of the Damned, which was two thousand nine. That was before the hiatus. Okay, because uh, I, I say Long Live was like the uh, I haven't done something in like a long time. That was after the hiatus. That was six years. Wow, that was like really three years ago. Jesus. It moves fast sometimes. Sometimes you don't realize it. All right. Oh, I don't know. It just hurts because it because long. I've, I I love long live. Long live is very good. 
That's a that's a that's a great album. So I, I, I didn't feel like like in our wake was gonna be as anticipated, but it was the buildup like prior to. It's like oh we just all meshed when we got in here. And... Right. But we digress. <laughs> We have beer. Beer is good. And stuff. Beer is good. Oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the reins on the beginning of this one. Rain it up. So we, we I think we've we've kind of I just uh, figured out what you did there. I like it. Um Don't look at me like that. Whatever. They can't see how I look at you. Um being this podcast, I feel that we've we've uh, utilized the word "I digress" quite a lot. Hashtag, but I digress. Yes. Uh, so I have found in my travels this evening for my beer of choice the uh, Springdale Brewery, I believe. Uh, it's Springdale by Jack's Abbey. Yeah, so it's by Jack's Abbey, is the actual brewing company. Um, but the the beer is called "But I Digress." Yes, it, it is. is an India Pale Ale. Which myself, I'm not a big fan of pale ales. I, I I'm okay with them. It's better than an IPA in my mind. This is why these guys are my favorite because like every so often they'll, they'll just keep buying shit that they don't actually drink in like real life, but they'll just keep getting it so they can not get here. But anyway, continue. Uh, I digress. It's a nice, um, mediocre, six percent volume. It's a big ass can. And for four of them, it put me back quite a few dollars. But um, it's not bad. It's drinkable. Um, again, it's a pale ale. It's it's honestly it's, it's nothing fantastic, but it's nothing horrible. It's it's a pale ale, and that's pretty much what I got. I would give it three. Three. Trace for our Spanish followers. I'd piggyback on the score, but I honestly don't remember if when I was at the Jack's Abbey Brewery if I actually tried it or if I just. Got excited that it was on the menu and moved on with my day. But what I went with today, I went down from the uh, Chicago, Illinois area. I went with uh, Revolution Brewing. This beer is called Fistmas. Almost like my cowpuncher one. So fist, mm-hmm. mass, like the end of Christmas. It's called a uh, Fistmas Holiday Ale. So when I was actually looking at this can, I decided to go with it because tis the season. To th- be jolly. To be fisted. Tis the season to, to drink a holiday ale. That's more. That's probably the more appropriate. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I was we'll like, talk, we'll talk later. I was like, I was. Like, you don't have to fist me later. <laughs> We're fine. I said, we'll talk. I just. Uh, if you look at our Instagram, it's got a, it's got a really cool it's got a, like a really cool like photo with a Santa Claus in a barrel. A big ass fist. He's kind of got like. Oh, big yeah. ass fist. Yeah, yeah, big big huge fist. Speaking huge, of ass fist. Huge. What's really funny about the can is like, so I was like, okay, so it says holiday ale. I didn't really know what it was. I don't know. If, I didn't know if it was an IPA, red like a ale, Christmas tree, half a, a reindeer, winter ale, like whatever the case may be. But you know, what? I said, you know what? Screw it. It's Christmas. It only happens once a year. So Going for it. It's pretty good. It tastes like Christmas. It's good. It does. It's got like a nice piney wintery, wintery scent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like a um, 
if I if I was gonna like describe this color, it's like I, I mean it's dark. I'm gonna go with my my, my comment before. It's it's asparagus it, piss brown. Asparagus piss brown. <laughs> it's actually very smooth. It, it, it's not overly hoppy because I'm not into overly overly hoppy. I know the Moon Hill guys would be like you know spitting on my grave right now and I the way that I use my word my hoppy word. Um, we'll find we'll find out next week when we talk to the watch user dude. Yeah. If my uh, if my terminology is is acceptable up to par, um, it's solid though. I've had I've had Revolution Brewing before. I think in like the extreme beer fest mm-hmm. terms. So like whatever crazy wacky bananas beer. They bananas beer. That's that's a good way to put it. That they've come up with. But uh, I mean, if you're in Chicago, you're you're probably in good hands because Revolution's got your back. I give it a four. Nice. Yeah. Absolutely. Good. Good. And with that. That's the end of our episode. It's quite a good episode. We have no more entertainment for you. Except one more song. Yeah. I got one more song for you. So after I do my sound off, you get to hear Decadence by Cutthroat and Ex- Conspiracy. Mm-hmm. But while you're doing that, go like us on Facebook. Go like them on Facebook. Go like them, Cutthroat Conspiracy on Facebook. If you can't find them, go find us. And we'll link you to them. Mm-hmm. Go check out our webpage, HMOA number six PACK dot Podomatic dot net. Fancy. Dot com will get you to us as, as well, but not in the same aspect as dot net. Mm-hmm. If you want to email us directly, HMOA B number six PACK at gmail.com. Feedback, band sub- submissions. Album Music submissions, recommended album reviews, which I believe we are we're we're we're, we're sucking pond water with like some ba- some some back channels and some album reviews. So mm-hmm. in the next coming episodes, <laughs> we will catch up with some uh, fan submitted album reviews. Or we got them we got them written down. Album reviews. So we haven't forgotten about you. So if you're listening and you're anxiously awaiting, they're coming. We're just giving them hard reviews. Uh. My research team. Are we keeping you up? What? Nothing. It means my 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 brain is lacking oxygen. That's why people yawn, Marcus. Um, because they're bored. Okay, so we're boring Anthony, so we're gonna get out of here like really quick. Um, reviews are always appreciated. Any anywhere you find us, whether it be the Facebook, the iTunes. Uh, I don't know if Spotify has a review system. iTunes and Facebook. Uh, not necessarily. And Podomatic. Podomatic definitely has a rating system. Yeah, we, we know a lot about what we're talking about, but mm-hmm. at the same time, hey, we appreciate you. Hopefully, you appreciate us. Hope you, hopefully, you like the content. And also, the last one I'll uh, throw out there is the um, Patreon.com. Mm-hmm. Look us up on Patreon and uh, support the cause. We get some uh, we get some cool shit that we can uh, send to you if uh, you'll just send a couple of bucks our way. Support the cause or broke. But that too. But thank you. We have a new contract. We're here for you for for ever Just another year and ever, or 365 days. Mm-hmm. This is it. Enjoy decadence. Enjoy cutthroat, cons- um, cutthroat conspiracy. And thank you for Enjoy joining yourselves. us today. Good night.
Six Pack. This is Anthony, Marcus, and Jay signing off. See you next time.